everybody for tuning in. This is Soy Chingona and I am your host E-Marie. Uh, you're joining us on episode 21 with Clea. Clea, thank you so much for letting me in your home and in your sanctuary, <laughs> yeah, your space. Thank you for asking um, me. It's awesome. I really appreciate you coming on because um, through um, a local organization, uh, La Chula, um, we had heard you spoke, my business partner and I, and we just wanted to know so much more about you. Like you, <laughs> you left us like wanting, wanting more and you're definitely truly inspiring. And so I'm really happy to reach out to you and have this all work out. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, Clea, tell my listeners, um, who's Clea today? My name is Clea. I am uh, 29 years old and I own a uh, doll face club. It's a mm. store brand and it's also a club where uh, we give back once a month. Do you have um, members that are part of your club? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, uh, I started off with uh, my circle of friends a few years ago, and mm-hmm. it grew into something more, you know, and that's what the vision I had for it. So, uh, yeah. Which is always awesome, right? When yeah. something just naturally grows the way it's Organic supposed to. Organic, the way, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how you know it's uh, the right thing to do when, like, the spiritual realm like helps you and pushes you as well you know you manifest it so right I feel like I've been in positions in my life where I didn't even know the world was like putting out my path in front of me like clearly it kept like directing me and it sounds like there's like no nothing can stop you you know yeah 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 um where are you from you're uh, local I was born in Albania I'm full-blooded Albanian I was raised in uh, Italy northern Italy until I was six and then I moved here Wow. What brought you and your family over here to San Diego? Um, my father is a, a singer in my country, and he was uh, he came out here for like a deal, a music deal, and uh, we ended up just staying. Really? Yeah. I mean, that happens a lot to people when they come visit San Diego, I know. Right? right? It's hard to like get yeah, away from, like it does sure. like really trap you in. So you've been here since you were six, mm-hmm. and did you speak English when you came here? I did not, no. I, mm-hmm. um... I was supposed to be in first grade, and then they put me down in uh, kindergarten, I think, mm-hmm. and then I like just learned really quickly, and it just went from there, you know? Yeah, so your family, being a family of immigrants, was that transition easy for them to come here? Honestly, it was, um, I don't think it was on the best terms. My, my father was really abusive, so when we came out here, the things he was doing in a different country were not allowed to do here, you know? So That's crazy. So we yeah. ended up... Uh, moving like trying to get away from him several times you know so Mm -hmm. I don't think it was as easy as it should have been for my mom especially you know as a single mother and trying to work in restaurants and trying to take care of me and my sister so and it's just you and the sister me and my older sister yeah okay so you're the youngest what's your age range um she we're six or seven years apart six I think she's older yeah okay so she came here as a preteen yeah that must have been hard. <laughs> I don't know. She she uh, she did pretty well, you know. Yeah. Like she took like a different route than me. Yeah. So uh, she went straight into the books and like, you know, focused and was more of like a homebody. While I was like crazy, being, you know, <laughs> being a wild child. I mean, I think that I feel like the I've heard that the second child is always like crazy, you know. So in different ways. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the oldest. So. <laughs> yeah, and I have two younger sisters. And me and my first sister are about five years apart, and then the next one we're almost nine, ten years apart. Um, so our middle sister is definitely like the middle child. Like she's the quiet one, but watch out for her the most. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sure she's gonna enjoy that when she listens yeah. to it. Um, 
Tell me more about, um, you mentioned briefly, you know, that you went another route. Tell me about that route that you went down. Um, I think subconsciously as a kid, I didn't realize that um, the trauma that had happened as a child made me feel like home wasn't safe, you know? So not thinking that way, like I chose the streets and I felt like I was safer out than um, being closed off at home, you know? And I I took that route. I was really young and I um, I was... uh, I started working at a really young age. I was like 13 working at a diner in a, mm-hmm. on Alcone Boulevard. And um, I started doing drugs there and it was a wrap. Like mm-hmm. I never, um, from then on, I just felt like, the, I don't know. I just felt safer with, in the streets. Yeah. Yeah, that's like all I can explain it, you know. Now that I'm older and I look back and I'm like, what happened? You know, I'm like, right. how did my sister take a different route and work <laughs> yeah. hard? You know what I mean? And right. uh, I just was like, No. Right. I'm not going to do this. And I felt like, I was like, I had no boundaries. No matter what, I just went for whatever I wanted, you know. Which was, a, when you put it towards negativity, it's like it can lead you uh, some down some darkness. Some dark places. Yeah. Yeah, I agree because it's crazy how you can be raised in the same environment, same home, and just have a different perception of life. Yeah. And, and not it even realize it until you're like completely oh. in a different place, you know? Right. And then yeah. you reflect, right? And yeah. then look back and then, you know, kind of, where did I make the understanding? Everything right? kind of Where did it yeah. start? Like, that's what I always look back. Um, I have a similar story with that um, growing up and stuff. And that's always, I look back and reflect. I'm like, when did it start? Yeah. And then to me also, um, now as an adult, I'm looking also at, the people that were around me when I was that age. Yep. What did they see? What did they not see? Like, could they have stepped in more and yeah. led me into? Would it have made a difference if they did? Yeah. Like, would I still been a little shit and done what I wanted to do? Probably. I, I <laughs> right? thought about that too before, and I yeah. think that's why I, that's why initially why I started Dollface Club because I wanted a group of girls that didn't look like squares and didn't look like people that went to church. Like, I wanted us to look exactly the way we are, but then. Mm-hmm be a positive role model like right. some like if I would have seen us when I was younger I would have been like wow they're pretty dope like right. I used to tell the girls do not smile in our group photos like I wanted it to look like yeah. like okay. a certain vibe you know what I mean yeah. and then it started working like younger generations were like hey like I want to I want to know what you guys are doing you know yeah. and then they started doing community service and they're like right. well this is kind of dope right you know that's a that connection yeah. is like huge I think that goes along with a lot of our political climate right now too it's really huge when you see someone that you just feel can relate with you yeah because it makes you like open up as a person even as a teenager too like yeah i would imagine i would always look for I mean, it's a way like different that. time right now it's not the way it used to be it's a it, everybody's real sensitive right now you know what i mean back in yes. the day like we didn't look up to uh sensitive people and people that were outspoken we were like we looked up to the people that were uh, for me i did i felt i don't know I don't know. It's just different. People are yeah. more open, and it's a uh, different. Kids are skateboarding and doing uh, video games. You know what I mean? We didn't yeah. have like a, maybe we did back then, but I definitely didn't relate to that. You yeah, know? I completely <laughs> understand that. That um, like you keep saying, like kind of like those where you felt comfortable and where you felt safe. Yeah. Right, and kind of taking that image and showing that there's a lot of heart and passion in that, and people if they're willing to see that. And they can gain so much, right? Like yeah. the young girls looking at you girls and being like, damn, they look like they're cool as shit. And yeah. then you start reading on you guys and start going through your Instagram and you're like, holy shit, they do so much in the community. Like 
this is way bigger than you know what you would just look at if you look just a surface right? yeah um it's weird to me though i'm like all like what we don't even do that much i'm like right but it in my yeah it's a lot right to other people and stuff because i do that you know they talk about um that syndrome um i can't think of it right now where you do things but you still don't see yourself as everybody else is seeing you imposter syndrome where you kind of feel like oh these people are really getting all this from me like but i'm barely doing anything like That's how not. are they seeing that is that a thing yeah can you write that down <laughs> yeah. can you write that down so i can like google it later imposter <laughs> imposter syndrome mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah and actually the first time i heard that was when um there was a speaker that i was listening to at an event and she was a latina woman and she had brought that up and she said how many of you suffer from that she said it was like um, it was based on like a culture thing and minorities would feel that way um, and they would feel like they're doing things but we just feel like we're doing it because we're having a good time doing it yeah. you know not yeah. realizing how everybody on the outside is seeing us wow that's crazy yeah right? I, <laughs> I learned something new today <laughs> um, tell me more a little bit about um, Dollface and how you actually got started with that um, so Literally one day, I like this is in a nutshell. I was on Instagram and somebody that I had known from high school had commented on one of my pictures, and then I replied to her and I put hashtag Dollface Club. Like I don't even know what the hell I was going through. To be, I was just playing around, you know. And uh, I got bored and I clicked on the hashtag and there was nothing like at all. So I was like, that's weird, right? (laughs) And then I like Googled it and I didn't find anything. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I did like literally Googled everything. Like I was like, okay, so. I also Googled how to buy a name, you know? So I was mm-hmm. like, okay. The next day, I went down to the courthouse uh, to get the FBN, which is the fictitious business name. That's what I Googled and I found. Mm-hmm. So um, I went and got the name. And as soon as I, like, it was weird, you know what I mean? Because I'm, like, obviously I dress like a boy, you know what I mean? So I'm, like, in this uh, office with, like, all these business people, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I was already yeah. weirded out, like, okay, I'm going to... Like, I get to I the front. I get to the front, and like the lady that was helping me, she was super cool, and um, she like did the federal uh, database search. She didn't find anything for it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what you're paying for is to make sure that there's nothing right. else. And um, she called her like coworker. She's like, "Can you believe there's no Dollface Club?" And I was like, "What does that mean?" She's like, "Yeah, you can have it. It's yours." And I was like, "Oh my god!" So I walked out. I walked out of the courthouse, um, and it hit me like. On the stairs, I bought it as a clothing brand because I've always been different. I've always, mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell I was gonna do. I never thought I would do clothes, but I was like, I'm just gonna buy the name, and then if I change it, it later, right. I can like change it myself, you know. And then when I walked down the stairs, I was like, like the big vision hit me. I was like, the You're fact that it has, yeah, yeah, I'm like, it has the name Club. I can do a real club. Like I can, like it can grow into something like, you know, because. When we change our lives, I think it's, like, a common thing that we want to help other people. Yes. Like, in it, and right yes. away in the beginning, like, as soon as, like, I, I have a lot of friends that, like, as soon as they get into sobriety, they want to, like, change the world. You know what right. I mean? And it's, yeah. like, you, first you have to change yourself. You know right. what I mean? So, at that point, even, like, three and a half years into my sobriety, I was, like, this is it. Like, I can do something. Like, it's going to be club, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I called... I like literally hit up all my friends and I was like, I need you guys to meet me at 24 East at 2410 East Street. I'm gonna tell you something and then uh, you can decide then or not. You know, they're like, they're everything. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. You know, so I I had them all pull up. I'm sitting like literally. <laughs> they don't there. even know what they're getting themselves no, into. <laughs> no, and I have like a board. I have like a sign up sheet and I'm standing there. And I'm like, check it out. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start a club. 
It's going to be called Dollface Club. We're going to do events once a month. We're going to do something different where it does not cost money. And um, each month is going to be different. And eventually, we're going to have like a website that is going to have each of our stories so that somebody can click on and like it can change your life. You know, mm-hmm. on top of it, we'll wear our clothing. We'll wear Dollface Club. You know, and at that point, I only knew about the members only tee. Like okay. the uniform. Uh-huh. That's all I cared about. I didn't okay. care about anything, you know? So then uh, I was like, you sign up here, and if you don't want to sign up, it's cool, you know? So, like, everybody signed up. They thought I was crazy. And, um, <laughs> They're like, like all right, yeah. we're long for whatever this is going to so, be. So, like, I made them their shirts, and then um, I started giving out free shirts to people that I knew, mm-hmm. telling them, like, this is what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were like, all right, cool. And then um, I started having people call me and asking me to buy a shirt. So I was like, you want to buy a shirt? Like, really? And I, I didn't know people just, like, like walked with me or like they really wanted a shirt so I was like all right cool so I started making shirts and then um we did our event we've already done events before that but never called it anything we just did service work you know so um after like two weeks um maybe it was even a month you know um we like one of the girls was in my room and she was like we're wearing the same thing every day like do you want to make something else you know and I like started getting irritated about the same question so I Cut out one of her shirts and put it on her jacket. You know, and that's how it started. That's when I was like, wow, that looks actually pretty cool. Like, that's what we can do is, like, literally take a patch, like, get patches and then put mm-hmm. them on to jackets. And, like, I can re, I can do, because I've always loved thrifting, you know. So, I was like, I can take old things and make them new again. Yeah. You know, and we can do that with our lives and, like, the people that we have around us. So, it's, like, one big repurposing. I don't need, like, upside. Yeah. I don't even know how to say it. Like. It's so awesome that that just, like, connected for you. I know. Like, I didn't yeah. even realize that until somebody was helping me make a business plan. He's like, do you, you realize that, like, the thing you do with clothing, like, you guys are yeah. doing it for each other. And I'm like, wow. You know, because I had the one, like, the word empowerment makes me, like, cringe. Because I feel like it's been thrown around so much and it's like, what are you really doing for each other? You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, I know that sounds like, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I won't use it. You know what I mean? Because I fall short all the time when it comes to, like, what I could... I'm not perfect. I'm not, like... You know what I mean? I'm still yeah. an asshole. I speak my mind and, like, yeah. I... But when it comes to, like, what I've seen the girls do for each other and, like, people that have grown from being in the club and people who take the event seriously and show up, like, it's real. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, the, that's the only reason why it's grown is because that, that part is real. Right. Um, what, um, how many members do you have? Oh my god. I think like the last time I counted, I don't, the people that show up to events I want to say is like, it always varies because people work and, right. like the last time I really counted was like literally a year and a half ago and it was like 180 members or something. I probably made around 600 uniform shirts and like, I don't know where they go. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if girls have a few or a couple or people sometimes like relapse and think that they can't be part of the club and it's like right. it has nothing to do I've never said like this is a sobriety only club like I don't care I don't care what people do in their personal life as long as you're not like killing yourself and killing other people like the whole point is to like become better you know right so I mean and you're definitely showing that too I mean with your community work too which is so awesome because again like you're saying like with the image and stuff and like having this image where people look at you and they're like why isn't that girl smiling like yeah you kind of like bring them in and then you're like bam here's everything I do yeah, <laughs> like, it's actually you know we do some positive stuff and I wish I would have known that when I was younger you know what I mean 
yeah <laughs> I mean there's so many things now even like all these organizations and stuff too like I think about when I was a teenager like what a difference like could this have made a difference in my adolescent life yeah you know would I have looked at these girls like at my age and would have been like damn I need to go talk to them yeah you know? right I yeah. mean who knows though at the end of the day it's like imagine if one thing would have been off we probably wouldn't be here right now Right. You know what I'm saying? Again, One with that alignment, off, yeah. right? Like being aligned with everything yeah. in the universe and doing what you're meant to do without even knowing it, you yeah. know, at that time. For sure. You know, which is which is a really cool feeling. I think that really connects a lot of us in the community yeah. too because we all see that. Um, you have to be really doing what you're supposed to be doing to feel that though. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. If you're, um, I mean, we all have bad habits. I'm not going to lie. But if you're doing... If you know you have a purpose and you're not doing it, you won't feel it. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to really, like, there's so many resources to get help. You know what I'm saying? I get, like, I'm so I'm such a weirdo when it comes to, like, I don't know, I'm, like, a lot of talk to, like, spiritual here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like. Oh, this um, is open forum for you. Absolutely. I'm not, like, I don't, on my social media and stuff like that, I don't, like, push God. Like, I don't. I yeah. talk about God, but I don't, at the same time, I don't want to scare, like, the super young generation, because I would have been freaked out when I was young, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, like, man, once you, like, start walking towards your will, like, there's nothing that can stop you, and, like, I feel like the messages that I get on Instagram are the same ones that are, like, hey, um, I feel like I'm not living up to my potential, like, I feel like I'm not going anywhere, like, I don't know what to do, and I'm like, okay, well, think of, like, the three worst habits that you have, you know, and they'll, like, mm-hmm. name them, and I'm like, okay, well, this one's killing you. You know what I mean? This one, like, you can get help right, right here. Mm-hmm. And I'll give them suggestions, you know what I mean? And that's, like, the people that actually do those things that they're supposed to be doing. Like, the reward is, oh. like, oh, my God. I don't know. I'm fun going off topic. Like, that's... No, that's... I mean, I completely understand. That's something that even with um, my podcast, like, that has come up a lot. Like, yeah. spiritual growth mm-hmm. has been just as important as your mental and as your body and emotional like it all connects it all connects it all connects so i understand that and especially i think too for those women who have had bad experiences in life whether if it was as an adult or childhood things happen or you left an open space for things to happen you know i think that spiritual growth is something that's really important and I think people are kind of, sh- they shy down yeah. a lot because they don't want other people to, like, block you out, right? Yeah. And, like, do that. But it's just as important as Maybe they block else. it out because they feel like um, they're being hypocrites. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And it's like, man, you just got to start. That's all it takes. Start it. You got to start it. That's all. I am no different than anybody else. I didn't wake up with, like, an ambition gene or, like, I had nothing. Like, I had a... Um, Compared to what I have now, like, I've always had a solid group of friends, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. that, like, have literally been there for me, like, a team, Mm -hmm. which is, like, very important, but the way I'm living now compared to what I was before, like, this was not handed to me, you know, and without, like, that spiritual connection, like, working on my character defects, like, I would never be where I'm at, and I feel like everybody needs to know that, because I'm, I don't know... I'm no different than anybody else, you know. Because that's saying? real. Yeah, you're, you're sharing a part of you that's yeah. so real. It's undeniably real, you know. Um, tell me a little bit more about you growing up as a teenager. Um. So, I first started doing drugs when I was like 13 years old, and um, 
like the basic you know what I'm saying I didn't like go full force into like the hard drugs I was you know mm-hmm. smoking pot and like going out and kicking out people that are way older than me you know yeah. we've all done that yeah and um <laughs> I mean I feel like this is important that people need to know there's people who are addicts and there's people who get addicted to things you know what I mean and like who are born with addiction and yes. I feel like that is a disease Yes. And I, I know people, some people think like, oh, it's not a disease. You choose to be that way. Totally. But there's like a, a chemical imbalance that yes. happens if you are already an addict. Yes. And like, that's what happened to me. I've always been an addict. If I get obsessed about something, it's over. And I, it's not normal. Like, yeah. I've been obsessive since I was a kid. You know what I mean? I never used it yeah. like in the right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, the progression of like me starting to do drugs and like getting into the harder ones was real quick for me. You know, by the time I was 15, I like left school. I was done. Um, I started getting into like illegal activities. I was running away all the time. I was getting sent home to the point where like the police didn't, couldn't do shit about it. And my mm-hmm. mom already gave up at that point. She's just like a single mother trying to make a house float. You know what I mean? If, I don't know how to say that in English. I'm like, but you get what I'm yeah. saying. And um, yeah, by the time I was 18, it was a wrap for me. Like, I had been going for so long, you know what I mean? And, like, so hard that, like, I didn't give a shit about anything. And I knew I was going to die that way. And I, like, had... Like, there's a line you cross where you're like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. And I did not have that line. I didn't give a shit about nobody. I didn't... I, nothing scared me at that point, you know? And um, to the point where I'm pretty sure, like, I was... I could have been diagnosed schizophrenic at some point. Like, talking to myself. I couldn't look at people in the eyes, like, in the lifestyle fully, you know? And, um... I feel like that's, like, one of the first times that, like, I had prayed. And I was like, you know what, God? Like, I don't think I want to die like this. You know what I'm saying? So if you if you want me to do something else, like, shoot it. You know? And um, that's the first time I got, like, a taste of sobriety. You know, okay. I had um, about 11 months clean. And um, I was still young. You know what I mean? I was 19 at that time. I turned 19. And I was like, all right, this is cool. Like, maybe I'm normal again. Like, maybe... Maybe I can start kicking with people that I know. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I can be, and yeah. uh, what that ended up happening is that I relapsed on one drink, and um, my life went like even more downhill. Wow. Like I ended up um, getting married to somebody like I shouldn't have gotten married to. I was um, getting arrested like more frequently. Like I was. Uh, not only did I become schizophrenic again because of the drugs that I was doing, like literally made me psychotic but like I was um the drugs stopped working for me at some point and like I needed to like almost do like home you build a like, tolerance I mean I needed to, to do head. like legal activity to get me to feel anything and again like I was breaking into people's houses while they were sleeping like that was my thing you know I wanted to feel the adrenaline from something you know mm-hmm. and um man that's when I had another prayer I was like you know what like I had turned, not turned, like, I never did, like, any grimy shit. That's probably why I'm so cool to everybody now, you know? But, like, I had turned mentally on people that I'd known since I was a kid. Not family, because, like, I would, like, literally disconnect from everybody. But That's what I was going to ask you too. No, I, like, I wasn't the type to, like, go and, like, try to scam over my family. Like, I've never done, like, I will go missing. Like, people will not know where I'm at to the point where, like, missing posters, you know? But not really. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, I like, I, I, I feel like I was 21, like fast forward to 21 and like I totally schizophrenic totally out of my mind like turned on people that I had been running the streets with since I was a kid you know and like to the point where they were worried about me like these are a lot older people and they're like you need to like chill and I'm like literally losing my mind you know I had that prayer again and I was like you know what I'm gonna die like this is how I'm gonna die 
you know, and, um, like, just take me out of this, like, let me go to my grandma's something, you know, and, like, within an hour, I ended up at my grandma's, and I don't know how, like, it it was just, like, one sequence of events after another, like, somebody showed up that I knew, dropped me off at my grandma's house, her door was open, like, just, and the next morning, I went into immigration, you know, and, like, got arrested, like, they said I needed to sign some paperwork, and, like, don't ever go sign paperwork if immigration's telling yeah. you. Like, literally, I was handcuffed. Yeah. I was like, well, all right, cool. But um, I wasn't even scared at that point. You know what I mean? I felt like, although my family was terrified and they felt like, okay, well, we're never going to see her again, you know, because the charges that I got were automatic deportation and I didn't know. Wow. So um, I didn't have fear in me, though. Like, I felt like, all right, this is what I asked for. Like, there's no coincidence that I just asked to get out of the situation I was in again and now I'm here it kind of seems like in your story like you were always like well aware like you know you didn't you don't seem like a person that blamed like other people or blamed things like seems like you really owned like okay well I'm here because for obvious reasons right like I put myself I don't even think like I used to tell people I don't think I ever had um the ability to think about anything like I literally Mm -hmm. ran on impulse I was an animal like Everything I did was, like, instinct. was, like, I'm just going to, you know yeah. what I mean? I never really sat and thought, like, well, maybe this is fucked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. am I allowed to cuss? I'm so yeah. sorry. I oh, absolutely. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't censor. I, so I don't edit. <laughs> all right, all right. I was like, I did so good. Um, those moments of clarity that I was telling mm-hmm. you about, like, those are moments where I, everything came down and became reality. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, we have, everybody has those moments. Yeah. When you're living in, like, you feel like it's the pit, whether it's not like that on the outside or not, but when you feel like inside you're at the bottom, you have those moments where you're like, what is this? Like, why is this happening to me? You know what I mean? And like, you could either choose to sit in it or you can choose to not. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you could not know what to do in that point. You know what I mean? But I, that's how I feel like the power of prayer works, dude. Because um, I'm not like a Bible-thumping churchgoer. I'm not. I hope that didn't offend nobody, but... I'm very spiritual when it comes to the point of, like, me praying and, like, needing God. Like, he pulled up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's what happened. You know what I mean? Uh, I went into immigration. Um, after, like, months of, like, them telling me that this is it. Like, you're you're getting deported. Like, there's nothing you can do. Um, the last court date I had, the judge was like, you know what? I'm going to give you a shot. You have, like, one shot. And this is it. Like, you could do anything as small as a misdemeanor and I'll deport you. Or you mm-hmm. can, like, try to do something different, you know? And um, I, like, remember getting out, being terrified because, like, I'm going right back into my old neighborhood. And I'm like, fuck, like, I can't even go to the store without seeing somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I got into a program that, like, initially I was just happy that I wasn't locked up. So, like, I wasn't doing any work on myself. I was just in there trying to be in that program and getting probation off my back and whatever, you know? Right. And, going um, through, like, the motions. Going through the motions yeah. and, like, faking the funk. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. You know, and um, they actually call it the compliant client, where you're just like, cool, like, not really reflecting, like, doing the work. Right. Which, you know, and um, after, like, two months of being in there, I got kicked out for going thrifting. <laughs> right? Which is, like, hey, how hey, ironic. Okay. I'm going thrifting, and I get yeah. kicked out, you know? And uh, you think that, like, I would um, keep on that route, and what I did is I called my old friends back, and I was back in the streets. Like, within an hour of me getting kicked out, I was like, fuck this. And then that's what we do as humans is we go backwards. Right. We get uncomfortable in a situation and we go back to what we're used to. And, like, yeah. I did that. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, within, like, a week, I was back with a needle in my arm. Like, 
And once I do that, it's a wrap. I don't know who you are. Like, I'm not, I'm literally demonic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, by the grace of God, like, one day, um, I had stopped at my grandma's house. Like, she's my savior, by the way. Like, she's, like, the love of my life. Um, I stopped at her house, and uh, she had, like, I had the opportunity to go back to that program, you know? Because, like, mm-hmm. they still rock with me, but at the same time, I didn't give a shit no more. I was like, if I get deported, I don't care. And my grandma was, like, sat her chair in front of the front door and was like, you got to move me if you want to go. And, like, I'm not going to touch her or disrespect her, you know? So, mm-hmm. I, like, I literally fell asleep. And, like, the next morning, I was like, I, that's it. And, like, since that day, my complete, like, my life has, like, completely changed. From that mm-hmm. moment where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this shit. I'm going to mm-hmm. try something different. I'm not going to, like, fake it or, like, try to get... Uh, probation off my back or try to make somebody happy like I'm gonna do this for myself and if I don't like it I'll just go back to what I'm used to but if I you know because we always feel in our head like one day I'm gonna change when this happens I'm gonna change or everything's gonna be better when I do this yes like Mm -hmm. all you gotta do is tell yourself like right now is a moment and like that's what I did at that moment I was like no matter what like I'm gonna try this shit and um six years later like my life compared to like having all I had at that point was a storage unit that owed money. You know what I mean? Like, fully bullshit. Like, I, I don't know what the hell I had in that storage, but it was like, <laughs> yeah. it was like everything I accumulated. I was like, don't you touch my shit. Yeah. And um, that's all I had. You know what I mean? Like, I know the material, like, shit doesn't matter, but, like, it does matter. You know what I mean? I worked really hard to, like, have my life be where I'm at. And, like, mm-hmm. not just that, the shit that I have internally and, like, surrounding me that has nothing to do is, like, Dude, if I could just give this shit away or give that people that first thought of like, just start. Right. Like that's all it. That's all it takes. You know. So when you went through that transition in your life and you were like, all right, I'm gonna try this out and I'm gonna try things different and see how it goes. Did I mean were you surrounded with the people with people around you that were pulling you back down, trying to pull you back down? Honestly, like when I first got out of the program, um. I didn't, I still felt like they were my friends, you know what I mean? So, like, I was getting, I was going to the casino. I was still doing shit that I wasn't supposed to be doing, but I was not fully committed. I wasn't out all night. I wasn't doing drugs. Like, I wasn't um, participating in any legal activity. I was just around them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and at that point, I hadn't met all my friends yet. Like, I was still just kind of like, this is a selfish program in the beginning. I got to do what I have to do to, like, stay on this route. Right. And I didn't get it. Like, I didn't get the fact that you can't kick it with people that you used to kick it with. Like, I, right. I didn't understand. That, I didn't and that's why I was it. asking yeah, that, too. Yeah. No, I didn't get it, yeah. you know? And like, until one night, I was with everybody, and, like, we went to the casino, and uh, I had been around them multiple times, you know what I mean? And even in underground casinos, like, that was our thing, where we would be in, like, houses in mm-hmm. the same neighborhood where I was raised. And um, one night, I don't know what happened. If we all lost money, if we all won money, I don't remember what happened. But we left the casino, and, like, they started getting high in the car. You know what I mean? And, like... I felt so disrespected to the point where I was like, are you serious? Like, you guys are going to do me like that? And that's when I realized, like, these people don't give a fuck about me. Yeah. Like, they don't they don't want me to do good. They want me to be around so I could, like, put in for, like, whatever we got going on. Or, like, uh-huh. I was, like, in that moment of time, I was the only female that was doing dirt, like the guys. Like, I literally didn't give a shit, you know? So, um, people use you in that life, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, like, you use them, so it's not, like, a sad story. It's a right. You're doing thing. the same thing exactly. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
Even, like, after that day, I never kissed it with nobody again. I didn't give a shit. I was like, you know, fuck them. Like, I'm about to really just not have, like, that many friends right now. And, um, yeah. yeah. Ever since then, like, the, f- the first person, like, I truly met that, um, after that happened, I think it was, like, a couple days after that happened, is still my best friend to this day. Like, mm-hmm. she's my, my ride or die homegirl, you know? Like, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for her today. How's your relationship, um with your mom my mom is my mom has always been cool man like I just at that time when I was younger I didn't understand that's like that's the best she could do she was always working she was always working the night shift like she was and as kids we just felt like our parents don't give a shit you know what I mean like we're gonna do whatever right, the fuck we're we not want. realizing that what they're doing is actually for it, us exactly <laughs> but you don't and need also I think things. subconsciously we feel like we weren't protected as a kid from what happened as a kid yes. that they are also the enemy Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, I don't think uh, we yeah. know that until yeah. we're a lot older. So, right. but right now, me and my mom are so close. Like, I feel like we're That's the awesome. same. You know, like, yeah. our humor is the same. I see her all the time. Like, she's living her best life right now. She just got married. Like, she's yeah, doing good. Nice. Yeah. Um, and what about your sister? My sister's cool, man. She, uh, she's doing good. She works, she has like a, she's more of like book smarts, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. she's like working at a bank doing home loans. Like, she's, me and her are super close too. Yeah. How did what you went through, did that affect your guys' relationship as sisters when you were going through it? Was she standoffish or was she... I mean, after finding out details of what happened to us as kids, like, there was always a different dynamic to our relationship that I didn't, I wasn't aware about. And I was also the younger sister, so you know you're bullied as a kid, you know? Sorry, Claudia, you're bullied. But, (laughs) um, I mean, as I got older, I think it was, what happens with uh, one kid in the family being fucked off is that... The other kid that's doing good doesn't get the attention that the bad kid gets. Do you get what I'm saying? And yeah. That, I think that's what happened is growing up, too, because she got to a point where she was like, fuck this, dude. Like, she would take sides with my mom, you know what I mean? And they would be, like, their little dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I felt yeah. like a lot of, like, the reason why I chose to be out as a kid, like, was because uh, then they were, like, always super close, and I was always super close with my dad, you know? So when we came here and I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, yeah. this is some weirdo shit. Then he was taken away, and then I was just like, all right, well, I'm still going to be a tomboy. I'm still going to be, you know. Yeah, who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And what, how's your dad and your relationship now? Oh, you know, he sucks. I'm not yeah. a lie. He's, a, he's an opportunist, and, like, um, that's just what it is. Like, he super abusive, like, on all levels of abusive to a kid that, like, unthinkable shit. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like, although I've done work on it, and myself and I've forgiven people and like I've moved on for myself um my sister and my mom like I'm not sure if they'll ever be able to do that you know what I mean because like the level of abuse that he did to them was a lot more severe than for me yeah Yeah, so um he's a piece of shit you know what I mean he was disowned us like totally made up reasons why we weren't his kid and then now that I'm doing these things in my life he wants to come back you know what I mean and be like I don't have time for it. You know what I mean? It's heartbreaking to, like, forgive the most evil person. You know what I mean? And then feel like they're opportunist. And that's... Right. Did he ever remarry or have more kids? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It sucks for yeah. them. And you never know. Like, I don't know. You can't. You can't. I don't know. Like, the worst of the worst. You can't change that unless you, like, own up to it and do some jail time. I don't even know what you got to do to, like 
Like he's a like torturing right. person. He tortured people. Like you know what, what is his rock bottom? Like who I knows? Know, you know, but yeah. people stay sick like that. When you hold secrets like that, you'll stay sick forever. It sucks. Um, with everything, especially being a teenager and going through all this stuff as a teen, um, how did it affect relationships, um, personal relationships with men? For me, mm-hmm. oh my god, girl. I the whole, the only reason why I wanted to do a narcissist and a, I don't know if you know but the last event we did was like domestic violence awareness and like I wanted it to be like focusing on the like narcissists sociopaths mm-hmm. and psychopaths because mm-hmm. I feel like people do not have to be violent to be abusive and yes. that's like literally I completely oh agree my with god that. completely and agree with that that is exactly the person I've dated and I've been married to and I been attracted to my entire life I've always been with a narcissist and like I didn't realize until last year until um I heard of like narcissism you know what I mean even then I, was, I gave excuses like nah, nah, nah. right you know and um I mean I, I think it's, it has everything to do with like seeing my dad as a kid and like mm-hmm. he is a, the most narcissist person person in the world you know what I mean so until I like started therapy and like my therapist like told me like you need to go get these books and whatever and I'm like reading them and I'm like this is wild dude I've only been attracted to narcissists, you know, and uh, you start seeing that pattern. The right? same you pattern, dude, that where I'm like, like, oh shit, oh I had God. that pattern for a long ass time. Yeah, like, and it's like yeah. everything else can be going great, and I'd be dating the same type of person. Like, you could literally change your body into the same personality, right. you know. And, I mean, not right now. I got like the cutest boyfriend in the world, and he's like totally opposite of like everything that I've ever been attracted to. And um, it's because I did some work on it, you know what I mean? Therapy helps, dude. Like, yes. the stigma of, like, something has to be wrong with you to get therapy and psychiatrists is total bullshit. Yeah. Like, everybody has patterns and shit that we need to work through. And, like, regardless if you're over it or not, you know, people are always like, oh, I'm over it. I talk about it. It's normal. Like, you need to really talk about it with a professional because there's things that we do subconsciously that you would never know until yes. you talk to somebody. I think therapy helps you learn boundaries and it helps you learn what triggers you. Yeah. That's a big one for me that therapy has helped a lot is that I didn't realize how many triggers I can have that could set me off because of things that I haven't dealt with from childhood trauma. Yeah. And then the trauma of being a teenager, then yeah. things and situations I put myself in in my 20s. <laughs> like, yeah. um, you know, so I think that has really, I think that's something our generation is really putting a lot of focus and energy on is breaking those stigmas so that people go get help right like i keep putting that out there therapy is great for you it has actually gotten really good especially right now in time like people are open about it it's not like it's not as like looked down upon as it used to be back then it was like wow what's wrong with you if you gotta get you know what i mean it's not like that anymore now you're seeing it on tv people are open openly talking about it it's almost like working out you know what I'm saying yeah. it's like going to the gym is like working out your brain like you gotta do it you know right. what I'm saying uh, right and where you're at right now with life you have kids nope thank god <laughs> <laughs> thank god so are you planning to have kids I mean, or is that something that girl no bye no I'm um, just kidding um eventually yeah I just yeah. feel like this is literally the best my business has been ever in my life and like I need to keep it going right now and I know that like being a parent I salute parents because that is a full-time job like I I can't even babysit girl I'm like are you serious like I got so like I have to people to answer on my phone I got like how do you do it 
I like how I I'm the same way. I have no kids, and um, I won't be having any kids. So when I ever my energy, yeah. Um, well, we my husband and I have infertility issues, okay. so we've talked about you know going the other route, yeah. and we've talked about um, adopting. We've talked about um, fostering, and I think I've always been attracted to those things because I had such a bad childhood that I'm really open to those types of things. Um, where my husband's like, no, like I'm not down for fostering kids. Like that's a, a lot. And yeah. he's like, I don't know that life. Like that's a lot. And so now we kind of look at our life too, where we had to have hard conversations. Like I'm really happy where I'm at right now. And I'm happy for what I see in my future. Yeah. And not that I wouldn't be happy if I got pregnant and we had kids or yeah. if we, you know, adopt, but I don't, I couldn't be me right now. Right? So I get exhausted and my sisters have kids and I look at them like, damn, just looking at your day-to-day with your kid, I love your children and I love being a Thea, but oh man. It's a lot, dude. That shit is so exhausting. I know way. (laughs) It is so draining. I like People who have multiple too, I'm like, what kind of superhero shit are you on? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What the hell not? I, I feel the same way. But then again, I feel like timing has been everything in my life. Yeah. And if the time is right one day for us to look at that and go in that direction, You'll know. You know what then I'm saying? we'll know. Yeah. And if the time never feels right, then it doesn't feel right for a reason. Yeah. You know? Amen. Yeah. And so it kind I like of feels like. It's real cool. Thanks. I like yours. That's why I reach out to you. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. That, I feel it though. You're, yeah. You're and cool. I, and you know, I felt. You know, when you spoke at that event and stuff too, like I said, I just, I really felt connected to what you shared and I knew there was just so much more to you. And I knew like what you shared was like just nothing compared (laughs) to what you've gone through in your life. Like I felt that right away, you know, and that's why I thought it was important to get with you. And, you know, because I think right now for the younger generation that's, behind us like they are really looking towards people to connect with yeah you know and I think by you allowing that and allowing the space and and showing people what you're doing just makes these especially girls like just feel connected to something else yeah that's bigger than them and I feel like when I was going through all my bullshit when I was younger I didn't have anyone (laughs) to look at yep and so I was just like well fuck it like yeah. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do and not give a shit and yeah. I had that attitude for so freaking long yeah. until I started seeing women do things that I was like oh great they're actually pretty dope right yeah I'm like shit. oh shit I can do that okay wait a yeah. second like and then seeing these organizations pop up and having like the doll face club and having you know organizations like La Chula like you see all these women get together and it's just beautiful to me. It's really beautiful. Because your to heart see. is full. People don't get it. Like, people, I don't think people understand, like, events and stuff like that. It fills your heart, dude. And if it doesn't fill your heart, like, something will happen from it that will click for you. And, like, you don't, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean it'll happen right away, but, like, service work is, like, what will keep me sane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I don't do it, like, I can't, I wouldn't be where I'm at today in general. Mm-hmm. You know? The first time I ever did service work, I was 18, and I had to, uh, like, and check myself into a rehab somewhere in L.A. in, like, Selmore. I don't remember the name of it. I was, like, I needed to get out of the streets, you mm-hmm. know? And um, I remember, like, it was a weird-ass house. Like, 
I want to say like a, it looked like a cottage or a Victorian house or something with a huge backyard. And there was like a woman and a man that ran the house, you know, and the guy had like a missing eye. It was just weird. Like the lady looked like Miss Santa Claus, but like a, like a, did she been done some drugs? Sure you know what I'm saying? Tripping. I was you tripping. There. You know what I mean? But like at that place, the way that you paid for your stay there is you did community service. So like they took us to Skid Row and gave mm-hmm. out food and that literally planted something in me. Like the moment where you're watching people beg for food. And while you're sitting there feeling entitled, like, I can get whatever the fuck I want. Like, I, I, I'm i owed this because yeah. I have a family. And because, like, you're not owed shit. Right. You know what I mean? Um, that literally changed my life. Like, that's why service work has always been important to me. Right. And, like, I've been denied and denied because of my record. Like, people oh, do not sure. want to let me go I'm in. They're sure. like, you can't go into hospitals. You can't go into senior homes. You can't work with any, like, bye. Y'all fine. I'm going to create my but, own shit. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. Now they literally we get asked to be there. And, like, that, that's how I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. When people call me and they're like, hey, do you mind coming to the, oh, my God. I'm like, I want to be like, do you know that they used to, like, but I don't. You know, right. I'm like super professional, but, like. I'm in my head, I'm like, they used to tell me no. Like, yeah, exactly. You never know. Like, you gotta, man, you just gotta put one foot in front of the other and do it. And like, you, things that um, had been like impossible to you will be possible. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. How do you feel about the younger generation and their entitlement to everything in life? Because you've gone through so much at a young age because I think for me I, I'm having a hard time with the younger generation because it's just like you have so many things at your fingertips that is so positive and you can do so much yeah and there's a lot of this young feel of like you said entitlement entitlement where they feel like they are owed every little thing like you were saying about like um, this next generation being sensitive yeah. Towards everything, right? Like, part of that is, like, this entitlement of you need to recognize every emotion that I go through. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's exhausting for me. <laughs> You're nicer than me, girl. I don't have time. I don't give a shit. And that's, a, that's the approach I take it. I don't... I don't... When I think about the younger generation, I'm like, they're the ones that spend the most on my clothes. And I'm, like, not under... Like, I don't know how. I don't know where they get their oh, money from. I don't know. They're yeah. working. To, to me, it's, like, blows my mind. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, damn, at that age, I would never spend this much money on clothes. But yeah. they're the ones that are rocking my stuff. And, like, to me, I'm like, thank God. Like, you know, because I'm in, like, I don't know. I just do whatever I want, and it works. You yeah. know what I mean? So I can't see myself, at, like, you know, later on in life wearing the stuff I'm wearing. But I see the younger kids wearing it. Yeah. And it's like, they're working for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, the most expensive jacket I've ever sold was 500 bucks. You know what I mean? And, like, damn. that's how much my jackets are right now. You know? But... Eighteen-year-old girl bought it from working herself. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like that's wild to me. I'm like, yes. God damn, boss. That's gonna you hit you I mean? deep. It is because yeah. I don't even want to charge that much. You know what I mean? I'm like, why am I charging this much for myself? But it's like that's how much it's grown, and I'm not gonna yeah. stop the process. And like, if it wasn't for my team, I would still be charging eighty bucks a jacket. You know what I mean? Because I don't. I'm like, what? what? But I, I have a store. Like I'm like, everything costs money. You know what I'm saying? Right. And if um. I don't know, dude. When it comes to the younger kids, I'm like, bro, like, they're the ones that rock with me the toughest. So I'm not even mad. I'm like, whatever you... But it's also, like, my attitude towards it is, like, I'm not going to baby you. I'm not going to... I'm going to treat you just like an adult. You know what I'm saying? And if uh, 
if you want it, cool. If not, you know, and especially the ones that want help, it's like, I'm going to tell you how to do it, but I'm not going to make you do it. I'm not going to sit here and hold your hand. Like, that's not, I'm not that friend. I Like, people think, like, I got this, like, the way I rock is, like, I will be there for you and I will pull up when I need to, but, like, mm-hmm. don't expect me to answer the how are you text. Like, yeah. I'm not the one. Yeah. No. And I think the younger generation understands me or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, all right. They rock with me regardless, so I'm like, all yeah. right, cool. You know, all right. Just keep doing you, right? <laughs> you know? Keep being who you are. Um, tell, me, um, tell me about your shop. Okay, so, um, I, this will be my third year having the shop, okay. and uh, literally just fell on my lap like I, I was having girls come shop at my. At first, I was living with my mom, you know, like I had broken up with a in a relationship that I was mm-hmm. in, or like I don't know what you call that a relationship, but I ended yeah something that I was in, and I moved in with my mom, and I, she lived like off Home Avenue, mm-hmm. and uh, I had girls come and shop in the living room, like I bought little Walmart racks. Yeah. And I had girls come in there and come in the room. And uh, then one day I was like, I used to do, I used to make clothes every single day to the point where I was like making them and selling them, making them and selling mm-hmm. them, you know? And then I was fixing my phone somewhere on Park Boulevard. And the guy that was in there, he could have been bullshitting, but he was like, hey, I've heard of Dollface Club, you know? Like, do you ever think about having a store? And I was like, I mean, yeah, you know? I'm like, <laughs> why not? He's like, I have a, I have a spot upstairs if you want to come look at it. Like, I'll give it to you for super cheap because I know what you guys do, you know? Mm. And uh, he could have just been wanting to sell his spot, whatever, you right. know? So I went upstairs and, like, I fell in love with the spot, dude. It was, like, a tiny-ass room. It had, like, a circle window like this, but it had, like, a cross in it. So I was like, oh. You know, I was like, uh-huh. this is it. You were feeling it. I was yeah. feeling it. So I called my girls and I'm like, check it out. I'm about to get this spot and, like, this is what it is, you know? And they're like, um, can we look at it first? Like, can you wait? And I was like, yeah, you know? So we looked at it the next day, and, like, they were like, you are tripping. That's depression. Like, you look, it's dark. It's creepy. It speaks to me. Yeah, and I'm like, this is perfect. It could be, like, a little hangout, like a little couch right here, yeah. like, you know? And, um, yeah, what in it, I didn't get that spot. We went to lunch, and then we were like, you know, one of my friends was like, let's just look for something else. And I was like, all right, fine. We looked for something else. We saw something in Hillcrest, and we went into the, the manager let us look at the spot, and, um, that was the one, dude. It was beautiful. It was like, it was not like storefront where like you can walk by. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it. It has like a beautiful window overlooking the street, but like you have to find it. You know what I mean? And like that's what I loved about it. I was like, I don't want those part of the appeal to, for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't want people to like be able to like click a button and buy my stuff online. I don't want people to like walk into my store and just take advantage of my stuff. Like I want to open when I want to. I want to do mm-hmm. my drops when I want to. Like I wanted to help it grow organically you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying and like yeah that's my store like I open I want to say like four or five times a month like it depends you know yeah I let people make appointments so if they want to like come shop or pick up the pieces that they bought during my drop they can just let me know and I'll pull up but other than that like the day that my drop I'm there all day and then sometimes the day after but not all the time it's just whatever I want you know <laughs> what, uh, what's in your future what else are you wanting to put out and do I mean you're doing awesome right now and I love following your work and seeing what you're doing and your clothes are amazing. Like you have this incredible energy of just like, I'm doing what I'm doing because I'm meant to do it. So there. Like, That's right. Thank you. Right? I feel like that too, but like, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface, dude. Yeah. And I feel like it's only been like three years and I'm in my head. Sometimes like I'm human just like everybody. And I feel mm-hmm. like, damn, I could be doing so much more. Like there's so That's much bad. more left. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, 
there's like I have like a huge dream I have so many dreams I have but like it's all branching from doll face like I want to like I want this to hit like every state and not clothing like I don't give a shit about the clothing I never even thought I'd be doing the clothing to be honest with you but I'm just kind of like I'm just, I'm just yeah. doing it um, yeah. I want the club to be everywhere you know what I'm saying and I want people to like understand service and to like have real support from women without being competitive and without like judging it, yeah you know and like yeah that's what I want like I know how it's gonna happen and I don't know the steps to get there yeah but like more will be revealed you know I can't yeah. like in due time when the time's right right as long as I'm like putting doing the most I can on my end mm-hmm. like I can't force everything to happen the, the way I wanted to you know what I mean because yeah. then it wouldn't I would be taking credit for everything I'm, I got now and like I, I can't there's yeah. no way I can do that I didn't do this shit for myself you know Mm-hmm. So, um, Claire, coming to the ending of our show here, uh, what advice would you have for the young entrepreneurs that are out there that are afraid to make those moves um, in it? Because, you know, I feel like entrepreneurship is something that's growing right now in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what can you give as advice to the younger listeners that are out there? Um, I think like the like the most important thing is if you have an idea and um, you're scared about like people judging you or people feel like feeling like you don't want to look stupid. Yeah. Like you gotta remember that those are the people that are gonna be buying your product and your services later on in life. Yeah. Like people might laugh, people might think you're crazy, and like people, everybody thought I was crazy. Everybody was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But they knew I, was I know that. Do it, you that know what I'm saying? Too. But exactly. at the end of the day, you gotta yeah. start. You gotta shove it in their face like I don't give a shit in the beginning I probably annoyed the crap out of people I probably lost some people but at the end of the day like everything I have now would not have happened if I didn't bust my ass in the beginning and like actually put myself out there and be vulnerable and think like I didn't just think everything was tight that I did I literally was like what if people don't like it what if this is ugly overthink it Yeah. you know what I'm saying you gotta put all your insecurities aside and just do it just know that what you're doing is like you're planting seeds into your garden you know and like it does not come the day after it does not come a month after it comes comes it can come a long time after but as long as you're like planting every day and watering it like it will grow it will it will grow yeah i love that and i love that you brought up um being vulnerable too because i think for a lot of us that are out there and in in the community and stuff too uh, for me i feel like a big strength of mine is being vulnerable and is like being open to people yeah so yeah. that i can get that energy back because yep. i want that back from someone else right that's a great characteristic to have as a podcast because you know i was really uncomfortable at first because i'm like in my head i'm like i got so much shit to do i got i'm like running 50 errands in my head and i was sitting like this you know what i mean with my yeah le- now i'm like laying on yeah. my couch <laughs> you're like all right so that's a great characteristic this. for you that's a great interview tactic you know what i mean it's thank you i appreciate part of your that personality it's pretty cool thank you um to wrap it up tell my listeners where they can find you and contact you your social media and everything else so my instagram is cleopatra k-l-e-a-p-a-t-r-a-a-a and uh that's my personal instagram but at the same time that's the one that's popping off for some reason and um dollface club instagram is just dollface club and um I do my drops, like my, I drop like 50, 55 pieces a month, mm-hmm. like on a certain day, and we do our service work once a month, and I post flyers and everything, and uh, anybody's welcome to join, dude, it's not like, you don't, there's no sign up process, you literally get a uniform shirt, and then you show up to the events, and you don't have to show up all the time, but you just gotta show up, yeah. that's it. Yeah, 
Well, I'm looking forward to connecting with you more and doing some more stuff. I love being out in the community and service, and I think it's the same thing. It's what I've been through in my life, and I just want to, where I'm at now, pay everything forward the in the best way that I know how, yeah. right? And I think a lot of that is community, connecting um, yeah. with great people like you. So I'm definitely looking forward to volunteering mm-hmm. and doing some work with you guys. Yay. I really am. So that's amazing. And... That's a wrap. We are done. Thank you so much again for letting me into your space and allowing me to put this on my podcast. And thank you so much. You know, share. Anytime somebody asks me, I'm like, yeah, what's up, <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> That's awesome. So thank you so much. And until then, fist up, chingonas.